When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Doc, Doc, you gotta give us some good news. Yeah. Welcome, Destination Devi listeners. This is Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy, your host for the Destination Devi Injuries Pod, last pod of the 2023 NFL season. So let me first say that it has been an absolute privilege to be able to provide content for you all. Uh, I've been very blessed with consistent audience every week. I've been very blessed with the opportunity that Ray has provided, that Jay Rich has provided, uh, and just the feedback that I've gotten from all the Destination Devi guys and and all you um, you know the few that have reached out in DMs, um, just consistent audience. Thank you very much for allowing me to provide this content for you. You guys are all awesome. I hope my injury content helped you make wise decisions each week on your way to championships. Hopefully, you're in the fight this week. Uh, looking forward to next season already, and I do have a couple projects on the books if my full-time job allows the time to do so. But yeah, been been awesome this this year. So this year was pretty brutal with injuries, especially to quarterbacks. Those super flex leagues were pretty tough this year, uh, so hopefully next year is better. But All right, let's dive in this week for week 17 last week. Hope you get the trophy out there. Hopefully you're still fighting for DFS winnings, and uh, good luck to everybody. So at quarterback, C.J. Stroud, he's coming off the concussion. He's fully cleared, good to go. This is a pass-funnel defensive matchup versus Tennessee. I think this is wheels up for C.J. Stroud. He should be a low-end quarterback one with tons of upside. Nico Collins is there. Noah Brown's there. Robert Woods is there. Um, Yeah, I think Dalton Schultz is healthy too. I think C.J. Stroud, this should be a a smash smash week for C.J. Stroud coming back off the concussion. So I would start him. Will Levis, he's coming off a high ankle sprain. He is fully off the injury report. He is set to start. Houston is still a tough matchup despite not having Jimmy Ward at safety and then potentially still not having Will Anderson. I would expect Levis to be fairly limited, especially mobility-wise. Um, I, I just I would not want to start Levis. It, hopefully you have a better option if you're in the championship round in Superflex leagues. If you absolutely have to start him, I think you you could if you absolutely needed to, but hopefully you have a better option. His floor could be 8, 10 points. I would, and, uh, you know, thinking of uh, other quarterbacks available, I would rather start Sam Howell. I'd rather start uh, Mason Rudolph. There's, there's a bunch of other quarterbacks that I think will sling it that I would rather start than Will Levis coming off the high angle. Kyler Murray, he is dealing with an illness. He is expected to play, but has not had a ton of upside with Hollywood Brown out. He he, you know, he's down to weapons like Trey McBride, Greg Dortch, uh, Michael Wilson, who's kind of struggled, you know, on and off production. 
Kyler Murray should play. Uh, from what I've seen, he is expected to play. But his rushing upside may be limited. He might, you know, deal with dehydration, cramps, coming off illness. Uh, but he should be viewed as a quarterback two with low-end quarterback one upside, especially from rushing a rushing perspective. Most likely, they'll be chasing points. Uh, Philly's probably going to be leading this game, so Kyler Murray is expected to run and, and throw a good amount. Um, I, I like James Conner here in this matchup. James, I think Kyler will have to rely on Trey McBride and James Conner and Greg Dortch here, uh, so hopefully Murray is able to put up enough points. Trevor Lawrence is out with the right AC sprain after falling on his shoulder. He is missing the first game of his NFL career. C.J. Spe- Beathard steps up in a tough matchup versus Carolina. I would not want to have to start C.J. Beathard. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even consider him for DFS purposes. Um, I would expect Calvin Ridley to get bumped down to about a wide receiver three for fantasy purposes. Could be volume dependent. Um, little boost there but yeah Carolina likely hones in on trying to stop Travis Etienne hopefully Etienne doesn't have one of these sub 10 point games they're probably going to have to lean on him uh, but lower your expectations for this entire offense Jacoby Brissett he is not set to play he dealt with a he popped up on the injury report with a hamstring strain midweek you know just when everyone was expecting him to play and start and take over for Sam Howell so this with Brissett um potentially starting that was going to be a bump to Terry McLaurin now with Sam Howell going back in as starter which is which it sounds like that's what's going to be the case I would not want to risk playing Terry McLaurin this could be a very low ceiling game for Terry McLaurin Uh, Sam Howell is just not very good you know even though he throws a bunch he doesn't hyper target one specific receiver and he seems like he seems to lean on Curtis Samuel which actually Curtis Samuel Probably has the best matchup against this Niners defense, um, especially if Howell's gonna, if if the enemy's gonna be yelling at him to get the ball out quick. He's probably gonna be leaning on Curtis Samuel. I, I just I would prefer to avoid these wide receivers here. Um, should be a tough matchup, especially with that front line. Uh, but yeah, kind of a bummer that Brissett is not going to start. At running back, Josh Jacobs is listed as doubtful with a quad injury, even though he has not practiced and. Every word out there is saying that Jacobs is likely out. I don't know why they haven't just ruled him out. And Pierce, Antonio Pierce said that he has a shot to play. But yeah, assume here that Josh Jacobs is out. Zamir White gets bumped up to a top 15 running back option. Smash matchup against Indy's soft run defense. I think if you have Zamir White, it'd be very it should be very hard to keep him out of your starting roster. He should get tons of volume. Not necessarily a lot of receiving upside, but you know, I would expect him to get 20-plus carries and all the goal line work. So White should be in your starting roster. Kenneth Walker, he's dealing with a shoulder injury and illness, but it sounds like the illness has passed, mostly shoulder injury. He got a limited participation in on Friday. He entered last week with a shoulder, the same shoulder injury, and he got majority of the workload. So I would anticipate the same thing this week. I don't think Zach Charbonnet is going to be trusted again this week. Um, and Walker should get that running back two with running back one upside roll yet again. So if you have Walker, as long as he's active, I think you should, I think you can safely lean on him and play him from an injury standpoint. Zach Moss is out after dealing with that forearm re-injury. It should be a boost to Jonathan Taylor here. Expect Jonathan Taylor to get, I, I know the production was not necessarily great last week, but he had 
I want to say uh, 82% of the workload. He, he gets majority of the workload and all the goal line work. So you can't bench Jonathan Taylor. This, sh- this is probably going to be another tough matchup, though, against the Raiders' defense. Oddly enough, you know, we, we can say that now. The last two weeks, the Raiders' defense has been on fire. So hopefully Jonathan Taylor can get a touchdown. He's probably not going to get too much receiving work. Uh, but yeah, hopefully Taylor can get a touchdown and, and a decent amount of yards here in this matchup. Ramondre Stevenson, as we know, has been placed on IR, so expect another full workload again for for Zeke. Uh, Zeke is going to be active. I know he had been dealing with an illness, but uh, he will be active. He's fully removed off the injury report and is good to go. So Zeke Zeke is once again a you know low end running back one with high running back one upside, uh, especially since he's getting a lot of the the receiving work. Raheem Mostert he came into this game this week with the knee injury and an ankle injury. Uh, he's listed as questionable. He got a limited participation in on Friday, and Mike McDaniel has already said Mostert's tough. He's expected to play. He played the rest of last week uh, and, and still out-touched Devon Achan uh, last week, even after he suffered the injury. I don't know how that's going to go this week. There's a chance that Mostert's minimally minimally used, and Achan actually... Achan, so he was the next person I was going to talk about. He was fully removed off the injury report, and he had been having his workload managed closely uh, on a on a touch and snap limit there. But I think Achan is going to get even more workload this week, and I would not be surprised. This is always the the risk here because he's kind of boom bust option. But this week, I would anticipate Achan out touching Mostert. That's kind of a bold take looking at production over the last couple weeks, but I think this is the week that Achan may be the better option than Mostert, just because Mostert's pretty banged up. So, And with Jalen Waddle out, I'm going to touch on Waddle later at the wide receivers, but with Waddle out, Achan tends to get a lot more receiving work um, with him off the field. With Waddle off the field, Achan's averaging something like four receptions a game for 30 to 40 yards. So I think the the receiving upside here should go to Achan, and that puts him on the map, especially if he can get a ton of rushing yards and a a touchdown. Alvin Kamara, he is listed as questionable with an illness. As long as he's active, assume he gets the same running back one upside role. It's it's hard to bench a guy like Alvin Kamara. His rushing production may be a little limited. It, It is a tough matchup, but he gets the receiving work that keeps him in running back one territory. So as long as he's active, you can't bench Alvin Kamara. Isaiah Pacheco, he is reportedly expected to play per Ian Rappaport. He cleared concussion protocol, and uh, yeah, he is set to pl- he is set to start this week. That puts him back on the map as a running back two with running back one upside, especially if he can get a touchdown. It's a great matchup against Cincy. Uh, they don't have DJ Reader. This, this should be a pretty good matchup for Pacheco. And in my opinion, it takes Clyde Edwards-Alaire off the map. I would completely avoid Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who has been dealing with an illness of his own. Um, I, I don't think CEH is healthy right now, and so I, I would expect the Chiefs to lean on Pacheco, especially now that he's cleared protocol. Brian Robinson, he is fully removed off the injury report with his hamstring injury. This is his first game back coming off the hamstring injury. He's missed a bunch of games. Uh, typically, there's a production dip, especially for running backs coming off a hamstring injury with multiple weeks missed. He's very much a touchdown-dependent running back three in a tough matchup against the Niners. It renders Antonio Gibson likely unplayable here. Uh, Gibson Gibson probably gets receiving work, but 
you know, what's his what's his floor and what's his ceiling? Could be a six to eight point game for Gibson. And Brian Robinson probably needs a touchdown to pay off for you for fantasy. So I would prefer to avoid this backfield. Uh, you know, just yeah. If you're playing Brian, if you're playing one of the two, I would rather play Brian Robinson than Antonio Gibson because I would expect Brian Robinson to go back into the goal line role and at least have a shot at scoring a touchdown. At wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, as we know, still dealing with that ankle injury. He is fully removed off the injury report, though second week out or third week out, he's likely still affected by the high ankle. But again, he has elite upside every game. So uh, I would play Tyreek Hill even in DFS. I would play him, especially with Jalen Waddle ruled out. This is this is adding up to a 15, 16 target game for Tyreek Hill, especially in a tough matchup. They're you know, I would I would expect them to lean on Tyreek Hill to try to beat the Ravens. Jamar Chase is listed as questionable as he's dealing with that AC separation. He did get two limited participations in on Thursday and Friday. Unsure still if he suits up, but if he does, I think that can that can be a good indicator that he is expected to be able to perform all tasks required of him, including reaching up overhead, um, you know, contact on that side, on the right side where the AC sprain was suffered. Zach Taylor is typically overly cautious. So if Chase is active, I, I would expect, you know, I would view him as a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside, especially if Snead is out for the KCDBs. Um, yeah, if if Chase is active, I think Zach Taylor is confident enough in his health. Now, if Chase is inactive, it keeps T. Higgins on the same map as a wide receiver two with upside here. Uh, Higgins would be the main volume guy against his Kansas City defense, and Jake Browning's probably going to be slinging it to Higgins. So just keep an eye on Chase's status in the morning. Puka Nakua, he apparently dealt with some hip tightness on Friday, thus it was added to the injury report. Sean McVay already indicated that Puka simply felt some hip tightness, but it is expected to play. And uh, the coach's index, I'm blanking on the specific name on Twitter, but uh, you know he has indicated that Sean McVay has a 90% accuracy rate on injuries, so I feel confident that Puka will play and will not be limited. He's a tough guy. If you watch him, he gets banged up every game, and he just keeps playing through it with, with you know maintaining his high effectiveness and high production. So I'm still playing Puka Nakua, especially in a smash matchup. Um, if anything, so I'm still playing Puka. Obviously, you're playing Cup, but if anything... I, this this kind of puts Demarcus Robinson on the map still. Matt Stafford has been slinging it. He's been leading to production for all three of these wide receivers. If you need a cheap DFS play, like uh, like DraftKings, I think I saw Demarcus Robinson on there for forty six hundred or so. Not the cheapest, but he's cheap enough to where you know I, I do expect the wide receiver three to still be able to produce a decent amount, especially against this this Giants secondary. So uh, I think you can play all three. And yeah, hope for the best. Keenan Allen is out with a heel injury. Joshua Palmer is out with a concussion. Uh, this should be a boost to Gerald Everett. I know Easton Stick is at quarterback, but Everett has gotten eight targets plus in the last three weeks. This, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Everett is the leading target uh, earner for these Chargers receivers. I would completely avoid Quentin Johnston. I'd, I'd avoid Jalen Guyton. I'd avoid the rest of these guys. But Gerald Everett is at least on the map. And then again, this is against Denver. We have no idea what to expect out of Denver with Jared Stidham at quarterback. I would expect the defense to be on the field a decent amount. Um, but Austin Eckler's receiving upside should be a boost here. 
Um, so Austin Eckler likely still carries that running back one upside. DK Metcalf, he's listed as questionable, but is expected to play with a back injury. Maybe I'm overthinking the matchup here, but Joey Porter Jr. has put the clamps on a lot of wide receivers, and he likely shadows DK. So DK is dealing with the clamps from Porter Jr. and an injured back. I, It's hard to bench a guy like DK Metcalf, but yeah, there's, there's definitely some risk here. If you have a, a good pivot, like DFS, I'm not touching DK Metcalf, given the floor risk here. Uh, but yeah, if you have a, a, a at least a good pivot, I don't know if you have a better pivot than DK Metcalf. He's, you know, there's always the potential for him to go off for a boom game. But yeah, I, this, this, in my opinion, has some risk for a five, six point game from DK. Zay Flowers, he's listed as questionable. He did get a limited participation in on Friday. He's been nursing the same calf injury for about two weeks now. Uh, but he has been able to play. If he's active, assume the same role as prior weeks and view him as a wide receiver three with wide receiver one upside, especially if he can score. He's getting the volume, especially with Mark Andrews out. He's been getting the volume. He's been uh, His role has increased every week. So as long as he's active, I think you can look past the re-injury risk here and play Zay with confidence. Michael Pittman, he's coming into the game questionable with a concussion. Uh, I haven't seen official reports that he cleared concussion protocol, but he did get full participations in the last two days out of the week. I expect him to clear concussion protocol unless I just completely missed that update there. Uh, I do expect Pittman to play. And even though this is likely a tough matchup, again, with the Raiders defense being very improved over the last couple weeks, Pittman is a guy that you don't bench. High volume, high upside play. He's expected to be the wide receiver one for the Colts. They're hyper-targeted by Minshew. Um, even if he's viewed more as a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside, you don't play or you don't bench Pittman as long as he's active. Nico Collins is another player that I, I would find it very hard to bench Nico. This is a smash matchup like I talked about with CJ Stroud. I know he's dealing with that calf injury, but he is fully removed off the injury report. He's playing at home. His splits in away versus home games are, is kind of crazy. Home games, he goes off. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has top 10 upside this week. I still like Noah Brown in this matchup. Again, I think Stroud is going to be slinging it. Uh, Titans defense is very pass-heavy, fu- pass you know, pass-funnel. Uh, Noah Brown could go off as well. I like Noah Brown as a cheaper DFS play. But Nico, if you have him, I think you can play him with top 10 upside. Cortland Sutton is out for the Broncos. He has a concussion. And Jerry Judy is listed as questionable with an illness. There's still no word on if Jerry Judy will play, but the Broncos just elevated two wide receivers off the practice squad. So this is not looking very good. Uh, it's it's a smash matchup for Jarrett Stidham against this Chargers defense that just has not been playing very well. But Stidham is going to be throwing to, you know, Greg Dolchich is out. He's going to be throwing to guys like Brandon. I think Brandon Johnson would be the wide receiver one for Denver. Um, how funny would it be though with Russ benched, how funny would it be if Sean Payton just unleashes this offense out of nowhere and Jarrett Stidham's the guy to throw for 300 yards with no Sutton and Jerry Judy. That would be crazy. Uh, for DFS purposes, if you needed a, a cheap wide receiver option and wanted to throw him in there, Brandon Johnson, especially if Jerry Judy is out with his illness, Brandon Johnson's likely the wide receiver one there, hyper targeted and just pray for the best. I would prefer to avoid all these guys, though. 
Jordan Addison, he's listed as questionable with the ankle injury. He carries high re-injury risk and maybe best to avoid, especially with Jaron Hall at quarterback. I would expect Jaron Hall to hyper-target Justin Jefferson, especially since uh, Jefferson, I believe I saw he needs 177 yards to reach 1K for the season, despite missing all those games. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with Jair Alexander and now um, Eric Stokes out. The, the Packers are missing all of their cornerbacks. So I think Justin Jefferson is going to have a massive game. There's the chance that Jordan Addison goes off, but again, very risky, high re-injury risk coming off the ankle injury. Um, I, I would view Jordan Addison as a wide receiver four with potential upside, but high re-injury risk, if that helps there. Christian Watson, he's listed as doubtful. Assume he doesn't play. For the Packers, I, I would anticipate Christian Watson missing this game again. Jaden Reed, he has fully been removed off the injury report, uh, but the Packers are typically overly cautious with their injured players, and his usage has been spotty. There's a chance that Reed winds up being, especially if Dante Dontavian Wicks doesn't play with his ankle and chest injuries, there's a chance that Reed is the wide receiver one there. Uh, Dobbs is still there, though. Romeo Dobbs or Dubes. Um I just think Jaden Reed is not the smash matchup or smash play that some people have been saying he is. I know he's gone off in prior weeks, but again, just knowing Matt LaFleur's tendency with his injured players of playing it safe and overly cautious, I think there's a low floor risk here where, you know, I, I it wouldn't completely surprise me if Reed goes out there and has five catches for 30 yards in a, in a low dot usage and... Uh, plus with re-injury risk. So I uh, choose choose that one carefully. If it's a deep league, you can probably play Reed, but there's some some other you know, plenty of other options this week where I'd probably prefer to play somebody else over Reed this week. And then Dontavian Wicks, if Wicks is active, I would prefer to stay away from him as well, uh, just because he has not been practicing at all this past week. Three did not participate. Um, plus re-injury risk with both the chest and the ankle injuries. So high re-injury risk if he's active. I would prefer to sit Wicks this week. Wandale Robinson, he was downgraded to a limited participation on Friday with a quad injury. Lean towards him being out. I'm unsure who this upticks, though. Tyra Taylor's going to be at quarterback. Uh, Darius Slayton's probably the wide receiver one there. I, I just don't know if you'd want to play any of them. Uh, Darren Waller is probably the one that you would want to consider given the tight end landscape, but again, still risky. I would prefer to avoid all of these guys. Darnell Mooney, he is out with a concussion. Doesn't really matter here. Chicago wide receivers, the only one you'd want to play anyways is DJ Moore. If anything, if Cole Komet plays, and I'll talk on him in a second, uh, if Cole Komet plays, he's likely, likely a boost to his volume with Darnell Mooney out. Which uh, brings us to tight end, actually. So I'll start with Cole Komet. He is coming into this week with a knee injury. He had a quad injury the week before that, played, picked up a knee injury last week. He got a limited participation in on Friday. And I, I would say if he's active, he, he carries high re-injury risk. But despite the re-injury risk, it'd be hard for me to sit Cole Komet. I'd have to have a really good pivot. You know, someone like Tucker Craft. Or even I would consider Gerald Everett over Cole Komet just because of the projected upside volume play. Uh, but yeah, if Cole, if I have Cole Komet as my my tight end one, I would have a hard time sitting him if he's active due to the projected volume that he would get with Darnell Mooney out. So 
if you have to play Cole Komet, if he's active, I think you could play him and just, again, hope he doesn't pick up another injury here. Hunter Henry, he is coming into this week with a questionable tag. The knee injury has been bugging him. He got three limited participations in. I think Hunter Henry would be more of a risky play than Cole Komet would be uh, if they're both active. Hunter Henry is probably going to be a key red zone target, but limited volume, in my opinion, uh, coming from Zap. So, Zappy. So I would prefer to avoid Hunter Henry. And again, if I had to pick between the two, if both Cole Komet and Hunter, Hunter Henry are active, I would rather pick Komet. Luke Musgrave is doubtful with that abdomen injury, a kidney injury. Tucker Kraft remains on, on uh, the, the board there as a key role, low end, tight end one with upside. Uh, could wind up being the lead here in targets. Uh, Jordan Love has been divvying the ball out pretty fairly there. Dobbs, Reed's going to be active. Dobbs, Reed, and then Tucker Kraft. It would not surprise me if Kraft winds up being the leader here, uh, or maybe even Aaron Jones. But yeah, if you had to play Tucker Kraft, I think you safely can play him in a... I would expect them to have to pass a decent amount. Michael Mayer, he is out with a toe injury. I would not play Austin Hooper. I would avoid all these guys other than Devonta Adams and Jacoby Myers, who both carry risk, given what we've seen from Aiden O'Connell. Uh, he's not very good. Somehow the Raiders won last week with zero receiving yards, zero passing yards completed in the last three quarters. They had 62 passing yards in the first quarter and zero in the last three quarters, and they won against the Chiefs. So no idea how they pulled that off. Their defense is very good. Um, hopefully that doesn't downtick Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. But for this offense, the only two, well, plus Zamir White, so the only three I would want to play would be Zamir White, lean on their rushing upside, uh, Devonta Adams, and maybe Jacoby Myers. Very risky plays, though. That covers all main injuries this week. If you have any questions, please reach out in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel. Follow me on X at JMThrivePT for live updates as any injuries occur. And again, thank you so much for this year. It's been a privilege for me to provide you guys content, uh, for having the audience that I have, for the the uh, opportunity that Ray G has blessed me with. You know, I I've come to understand how how much of the content creation can vary year to year. I've seen some content creators come and go. Um, you know, we're not we're not guaranteed these roles. So if you're out there struggling with content creation and 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 your role, you know, just understand that we are very blessed to be in the situations that we are in. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep working hard. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Put your head down and focus on yourself, what you can do, how you can improve, what content you can create, and keep chugging away. So you'll get there. Uh, for all you guys fighting for a championship, I hope you get it. Good luck. Um, yeah, and we'll see you next year. Doctor's orders. Doctor's orders.